0: to Hardcover Hoes, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Cabrera-Dixon.
1: And I'm Sammy Scorstad.
0: Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion.
1: The book of the moment for today's episode is Babel by R.F. Kwong. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. Rebecca F. Kwong is the award-winning, number one New York Times best-selling author of the Poppy War Trilogy and Babel in Arcane History, as well as the forthcoming Yellow Face. I didn't know there's another one coming out. Yeah. (sighs) That's exciting. I know. A Marshall Scholar, she has an M. Phil... In Chinese Studies from Cambridge and an MSc in Contemporary Chinese Studies from Oxford. She is now pursuing a PhD in East Asian Languages and Literatures at Yale, where she studies diaspora, contemporary Chinese literature, and Asian American literature.
0: She's got degrees that I don't even know the abbreviation for. God damn. (laughs) I know. what the fuck's an m film (laughs) i don't know i don't know good for her she's so cool um (laughs) before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book i'm gonna go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it oh no latin okay uh (laughs) quote trudadore traditore um an act of translation is always an act of betrayal 1828, Robin Swift, orphaned by cholera in Canton, is brought to London by the mysterious Professor Lovell. There he trains for years in Latin, ancient Greece, and Chinese, all in preparation for the day he'll enroll in Oxford University's prestigious Royal Institute of Translation, also known as Babel. Babel is the world's center of translation and, more importantly, of silverworking, the art of manifesting the meaning lost in translation through enchanted silver bars to magical effect. Silverworking has made the British Empire unparalleled in power, and Babel's research in foreign languages serves the empire's quest to colonize everything it encounters— Oxford, the City of Dreaming Spires, is a fairy tale for Robin, a utopia dedicated to the pursuit of knowledge. But knowledge serves power, and for Robin, a Chinese boy raised in Britain, serving Babel inevitably means betraying his motherland. As his studies progress, Robin finds himself caught between Babel and the shadowy Hermes Society. Hermes, or how are we saying Hermes? Hermes. Okay, okay. <laughs> shadowy Hermes, please. Society. <laughs> Hermes uh, is the luxury Hermes. brand. Luxury I don't know, bro. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Hermes. Uh, the Hermes, the shadowy Hermes Society, an organization dedicated to sabotaging the silver working. Em- That supports imperial expansion. When Britain pursues an unjust war with China over silver and opium, Robin must decide, can powerful institutions be changed from within, or does revolution always require violence? What is he willing to sacrifice to bring Babel down? Babel, a thematic response to the secrets, of, de, 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 de. <laughs> a thematic response to the secret history and a tonal response to Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, grapples with the student revolutions, colonial resistance, and the use of translations as a tool of empire. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Um, So, the debate over Babel and Babel, it's definitely Babel. Oh, it's Babel. Um, I don't know, and now, now I'm willing to look look down upon people who are saying Babel. I yeah, decided. agreed. Yeah,
1: it's like inspired off the Tower of Babel from yeah, the yeah. Bible. Like, right. where were people getting Babel from?
0: I don't know because I remember the first time I saw somebody in a TikTok say Babel, I was like, "Are you just dumb?" And then I was like, "Am yeah. I just dumb?" <laughs>
1: no, but then everyone was saying Babel, yes,
0: and I'm like, "I'm like," and then we, I started. Listening we all to the know opera. like how sounds work, right? Like, I know.
1: And then I started listening to the audio book and I was like, they're saying Babel. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't know where you on. all got this from, but oh no, my cat is so. to, don't be difficult, sir. You can, oh, he wants to say hello. Okay. Well, know. anyways, <laughs> sorry. That's okay. Just cat things. Um, so let's real quick go through trigger warnings and then we yeah. can jumpy jumpy into this. Okay. Um, colonization, racism, and racial slurs, sexism, misogyny, suicidal thoughts, suicide, gun violence, general violence, uh, parental abuse. There were probably other ones. I took this from somebody's blog post, not the normal, not mm. enough people have read it to put it on the trigger warning website yet, I believe. i uh, forced immigration. I don't know if there's yeah. a better word for that, but Yeah. Um, freakishly breeding people. Yeah, to serve a purpose. There's a lot of fucked up shit in this. There's a lot of fucked up shit in this. Can I just say, I can just the say. whole time I was reading this book, I just could not stop thinking about what a fucking genius RF Kwong is.
1: I have like the utmost respect yeah. for her. I oh. think her and um Madeline. Miller. Yeah. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Cersei, author. Cersei and Song of Achilles. I like, know. I think they just, like, they have such extensive knowledge on the topics mm-hmm. that they write about, and it comes through so beautifully. I think R.F. Kong is, like, even steps above Madeline Miller, yeah. but, like, holy shit. Like, holy shit. And I think I... <coughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. I think this also made me appreciate Poppy War even more, yeah. too. Uh huh. I was. Thinking I about kept Poppy thinking about War Poppy so War. Much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I physically couldn't stop thinking about Poppy War, and I, yeah. I agree. I think it gave me like a newfound appreciation. Like I, we loved it when we read it.
1: Yeah. But I. But think it was this. Yeah. Good. I was gonna say I was just like I think it. I appreciate it more because it made me appreciate her more, and I was like, obviously, mm-hmm. Poppy War the trilogy was such a feat, and like was so massively successful, and just like. A masterpiece yeah but then just have her come out with another not like brilliant story and stuff and like touch on other aspects of mm-hmm. colonial like i don't know it was just like
0: God with damn. still some like similar lingering
1: yes themes, themes. and yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Like, like they're the-
1: connected but they're not like, like when
0: robin tried opium when they were in mm-hmm. canton i was like mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> wait, yep. Wait. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I um, know where this goes. You know what else I couldn't stop thinking of, unfortunately, throughout oh. was uh that stupid, ugly white guy from TikTok who was like, I'm not going to read Babel. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. like why? He was like, because it's just, I don't want to read about a bunch of prestigious, like, Oxford kids, and also if I wanted bro, to read about what, colonialism, what? then I would read nonfiction. <laughs> like, sh- just say you're racist, bro. Like, don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> My roommates just left for the weekend. Ooh, Home Alone. Home Alone. Lost in Prague. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: You're going to do the, the apartment shower scene? to myself.
1: Yes. Wait, where okay.
0: he, where he puts the shaving cream on his face.
1: God, I'm going to walk around the apartment naked. It's going to be wonderful. Hell yeah.
0: Blast some jams. Yeah. Hell yeah. I have a Jerry Maguire um, moment Come sliding yeah. in my socks. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what I was picturing. Yeah. <laughs> in the oversized okay. button up. Um, I have one too. I could so bet yeah. you could you should <laughs> Hey, you know what? Speaking of off-topic thing real quick. Um, uh-huh. you still need to post a TikTok for I know, the I'm bet gonna, that you I lost thought about you were, I know I'm going to forget forgetting. about that. <laughs> no, I'm not forgetting.
1: I okay, not. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of doing like um uh there so far I have found two bookstores here in Prague that sell English books. Okay? So I think I was thinking of doing that or I could do um and I was just like, day with me at my bookstores in Prague that I go to. to That's a good idea. Because um, I don't want to speak to the fucking camera.
0: Well, unfortunately, that was the bad part of it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you may forget that I go back and listen. <laughs> I have to edit episodes. <laughs> okay. Anyways, okay. um. Yeah, I, I felt i uh, the whole time I was reading, I was just like reflecting on one on that stupid white guy on mm-hmm. what he's missing, right? Yeah. Um, but also just like on can you stop sitting on my keyboard, Mohammed, please? Mm-hmm. He keeps he keeps getting up, spinning around, and then sitting right back down on my Aww. keyboard again and again. Stop it. Ow. No biting. Rude. That's really rude. Um, yeah, <clears throat> sorry. Jeez. Okay. Okay. All right. As you were saying. Um, As I was saying. Yeah, like there's, I'm wondering if people are going to look at this book and be intimidated. One, because it's a little thicky, right? Okay, but like Poppy
1: War was, the first Poppy War was longer than this. No, was it? Yeah, it was in the 600s.
0: No, the first Poppy War book. I remember the pages pages
1: were so thin. Hold
0: on. I got to take my headphone up for two seconds. It was like the wire just couldn't reach far enough. Maybe I'm wrong. Wait, no way. I'm right, right? Oh, you were very close. This uh, first popular was 527, and I believe Babel was uh, 541. 48, 48. Okay, one of those.
1: With with the bibliography, 543.
0: Oh, I didn't look at the bibliography. Oops. I'll look at it later. uh you're right Th- no close. that's a good point i think this one just looks bigger <laughs>
1: well yeah the word. the pages were so thin in that that's book true. so you pick it up and you're like "Huh, this is doable and then like read it 100 pages and you're like why does it look like I barely started
0: yeah true i am um, one i think we also need to comment on the fact that babel is beautiful like the cover
1: the cover oh, my God.
0: gorgeous the we both have the hardcover obviously just came yeah. out um and but even the pages are so thick. I was all up in there with a the highlighter, with a pen. Damn. I was like, I know I'm gonna like it. So I was like, I'm gonna allow myself to annotate a little bit. Okay, more
1: did. more on the um I guess the structure and the actual like layout yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. I loved okay, one, there's a map.
0: Yeah, love that. Mm-hmm.
1: City of Oxford. A map of Babel itself like the actual mm-hmm. tower yep and then I loved the little footnotes
0: me too and
1: I it like just added so much to it and they weren't like, like at first when I saw it there were footnotes I was like oh I'll be skipping over those but mm-hmm. I loved them
0: <laughs> yeah they were yeah. very clever they were very yeah Informative, but not in like a here is the boring rich history way. behind Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think like, like you have an inclination to skip footnotes, especially okay. coming from an academic background. Yeah. Um, but I I was very excited. I also liked that with the audiobook which we both listened to that they switched narrators with and, yeah, it. yeah 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 with the footnotes and I was like oh I really like that
1: yeah but, I also. Like, yeah. the interludes, where it had a little, yeah. like little mini-chapter on all four, like, so yes. on Rami and then uh, Vitois and um, Letty, eventually. Yeah. I really appreciated that. Like, that, it was like a little breakup between the books, and you got yeah. a little more insight into one of the supporting characters. Right.
0: And they each, like, served a purpose with their chapter. It wasn't just like, yep. oh, let's, uh, let's have a chapter. It was, yeah. Let's just fill it. No i so you were uh you were sending me snapchats while you were reading the end of the book yes Um, i was (laughs) uh, i've seen people on
1: tiktok say it was sad and i think okay i think here's the thing i was also just in the mood to cry at that that. point Mm -hmm. like i just i was looking (laughs) forward to just sobbing and so i like i just let it happen
0: as you should honestly i could i think like a good cry i had my good cry the other day when i finished um the more uh, <laughs> 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 I what can you mean? not will, obviously I'm not gonna spoil anything, but there were some things that happened at the end of the last book where I was like cooking while I was doing it. I physically had to go sit down. Like I didn't even I was just staring <laughs> at the wall and sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I'm so
1: glad you finally read those. Uh, so am just, I. Oh, uh, it's such a meme that series but mean. like
0: but it was so good i thought it that was, i think i went in with extremely low expectations that helps I was
1: just like, yeah this is so fun <laughs> like that series shaped my taste in books i love I've, that yeah like that is the og like oh this is what i like okay cool
0: <laughs> and a lot of it translates into like what we're what we've been reading
1: lately yeah, as well, like 100%. secret society
0: kind of vibes and things like that so but also like that like
1: humans but then there are non-humans like fantasy aspect but with yeah. a human world and I just I love that hybrid
0: you know what was so funny too is at right after I finished the last uh, mortal instruments I picked Babel back up again and like literally the next chapter that I was reading like uh RF kwong has a little section where she was talking about it was almost like sitting in a sea-ly court uh and leaving ah. the world of the mundanes and i was like whoa hey hey, hey hey wait a second <laughs> chill <laughs> get I'm out of my sandwich, <laughs> sandwich.
1: <laughs> but yeah it's oh, funny um one other i
0: thing. I, I oh go ahead go ahead.
1: fuck i forgot what i was gonna say oh. right as i said that <laughs> right as i called attention to this other thing i wanted to say it's okay oh. take your time take your time um oh oh okay this is interesting. Uh, yeah, not interesting, probably just more embarrassing on my part. So obviously with okay. Poppy War, it's like based off of the like actual wars in the region throughout. I mm-hmm. looked up exactly what it was based off of. I forgot now, but um I think it was like 1800 Sino Japanese. No, maybe not. I don't Relation. know. I take it back. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but so but then there were also, like, some fantasy aspects to it, obviously.
0: Yeah, the silvers and, yeah.
1: Um. Well, the, like, being to, able to ascend and, like, God connecting with God, like, in Poppy War. But then with this book, Uh-oh. I don't know why with this book, I, like, I think nobody had really spoken about how there was, like, a fantasy mm-hmm. aspect to it. It was like, oh, yeah, it's Oxford. And, like, it's Secret History Oxford type thing. Yeah. And I was like, all right, bet. That sounds awesome. And then... I started reading and I was like, holy shit, was there silver? Like, I was like, (laughs) was this a part of history that I just was not taught? And I was like, wait a second. And then they were like using it to like fix things. And I was like, okay, no, 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 I'm good. Like, I was like, (laughs) God damn,
0: I really missed a big, big thing. (laughs) That's funny, actually.
1: Yeah. So, and then I was like, okay, yes, there were, like, even though it's inspired off of, very legitimate, real things. Right. She there's adds this. a little spice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I saw somebody call it low fantasy. Like, okay, that makes Because there's sense. just like a small, a smidgen of... It's not like a different world or whatever. It's like real world, but mm-hmm. there's a magical element to it. Um, right. Which I think makes it... Like, not a lot of... You know, the people who don't like fantasy necessarily, I think, would like this.
1: It's like, it's way more like digestible i'm moving your mic mm, sorry i was <laughs> itching um <Okay. laughs>
0: it's way more digestible I think. yeah and it's super it's not too you know far-fetched in any aspect like even when you're yeah. thinking about like the magic silver shot shit right like it, it's not everything around it makes so much sense that you're like okay yeah yeah, yeah. um I thought it was very interesting that, um, oh well, interesting and also like a very direct point that Kwong makes by like never telling us Robin's real name. Like he almost right. says it in the beginning, and then yes. he almost tells Griffin when he meets Griffin. Uh huh. And then at the end, he's like, "And I'm seeing my mom, and she says my name." Yep. Oh my God, you're so right. So it came like full circle but this was like one of the things I noted when I was reading I was like so what don't is his, his name are we ever going to know no. his name and then it but which is kind of like you know a direct reference to like a consequence of assimilation or forced assimilation mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. is like completely abandoning one's self. identity. Yeah. yeah, and identity, which I think was, like, obviously something Kwong was trying to do on purpose. But it was, I just thought, yeah. like, I, even at the end, we never got to know his real name, which yeah. was a powerful thing and a sad thing to to have gone through when you're reading. Um, right. But I thought that was really interesting. I think even there was a point where he almost told Rami, I think. I think so, too. Um, but then, like, something else came up or something yeah oh also of course we have to talk about um, R.F. Kuang's need to give us just enough pining to hurt us
1: (laughs) she does it so well because she doesn't like the stories are so much bigger than romance and so it's like yeah it's so I love that she doesn't put it in there but I love that she makes she does that little dash of it to just make you want it and know that there's a possibility of it and that yep. they should
0: be together, which made it even more painful. Yeah, when Remy dies, because then there's something, there's like a feeling Robin describes. Yep. right after where he's, it's basically like the pain of the what if that will never have yep. a, an yep. opportunity. Like, and then in the that fact, moment, it like yes. he knew. Like yes, yeah, like yeah. okay, like whatever there was there now it could never be anyways, mm-hmm. which was oh. really really painful. Rami's death affected me the most. Yeah, um, <laughs> call it call it the the like, I love one character and then I get too attached and then it hurts me. Yeah, um, I think I went into this prepared for everybody to
1: die. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that's, that's usually RF how these Gong's go. <laughs> style. Yeah. Um, I just think too. So obviously, this is a standalone.
0: Yeah, which was kind of refreshing.
1: With, it was refreshing, hundred percent. I think Poppy War deaths generally were more heartbreaking. Yeah. For me, because we just had more books to get. Yeah, we had to more time them. with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and so like in that sense, it hit a little different. But yeah. um, I also. I think she does such a good job of writing over such a long period of time mm-hmm. in the books without it being like, yeah. okay, this pacing is really wonky. Mm-hmm. It's not like it works that like the story progresses in their lulls where like she doesn't write a lot during times like months past or all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's next year, but it's like, yeah, that makes okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Like with It other- wasn't it wasn't confusing. It wasn't
1: rushed. No. And it yeah. wasn't like, wait, no, I wanted to know what happened in that time. Yeah. It was like I don't know, and like usually that really bothers me with other authors,
0: right? Like big time time
1: jump. jumps, and like yeah. what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. Also, um, on the topic of deaths, uh, I th- we were talking on the phone yesterday, and I I was saying how I like how R.F. Kuang uses foreshadowing so much in this one yeah yeah like oh yeah you she has all so that many, yeah so well she has so many section breaks and at the like end of like most section breaks or every other one she like says something very direct and then like leaves it you know <laughs> and, like <laughs> like who <"Ooh>, disappear transition <laughs> like go somewhere else um and one of them really early on was uh robin discussing like the relationship with his friends and being like I would kill for any of them. Mm. So you're
1: FaceTiming me and you're like, I think I have a prediction. And I was like I was like, Robin's gonna kill someone. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't seem like it, but he will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think she does a really great job with foreshadowing. And I think too, it's like with both series, but like this one specifically, it's like you're talking the entire time from the get-go about how there is never a space in this world for mm-hmm. people like like Rami, like Vitova, like Robin. Mm-hmm. And it's like very final that like there is not space and like they will never create space for someone like this. But you're hoping the entire time that something will shift and yeah. it will. But it's like she tells you how it's going to end and what's mm-hmm. going to happen right
0: Yeah. Well, and she'll even say, like, months or years later, they would look back on this time. Robin would look back on this time and, like, wish that they all could have remained peaceful yeah. and happy with each other. And, and in this moment and stuff like that. Uh, I knew Letty was going to be a little bitch from the beginning. She was the only white one, of course. And, well, that and also before <laughs> I even real like, I feel like uh, I didn't understand that she was white right away. Uh-huh. Even though they probably said it. <laughs> it d- it yeah. didn't click with me. Um but she was just very consistently annoying, and then when I realized she was right, yeah. I was like, "That makes more sense." But she always wanted to pick fights that were usually rooted in racism, which was yes, you know, very, put, you know, put the flag up right there, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So and I was then like, this is going to be a problem. Yeah, and then I think when
1: her and Victoire started having issues, yeah, that's when it was like, okay, I think like she's definitely not. She's the odd man out in this grouping. Right. Um, what did you think? So she had a thing for Rami, though.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. Real quick interjection: I when I thought Robin was gonna kill someone for a little bit, I thought it was gonna be Letty because I wish he, it was, it was a, Letty. Well, there was a moment where right before, like right before a section break, he was like thinking about pushing her down a flight of stairs. Right, right, and not being sad about it. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, <laughs> okay,
1: oh. oh okay.
0: Uh, Anyways, um so what did I think about what? Uh, she had a thing for Rami. Oh yeah, Rami. Uh-huh. I think that white people don't know how to take rejection and I think Letty's mm-hmm. character specifically um kind of felt one and in- obviously entitled to things, right, but also right. felt like how can this person of color say no to me? like that rejection stings even more yeah like what yeah. what do you mean you have the right to say no to me
1: i'm doing you a favor by even being interested in you
0: right and there was also a a, a moment where robin was like and then i finally understood you know like what mm-hmm. was going on because R- remy was like i'm not interested don't you see like don't you understand I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, fruity, fruity. Now kiss, yeah! now kiss.
1: <laughs> I know. Wait, that wasn't the 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 dance. Thing, yeah, yeah, or yeah. The, mm-hmm, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. I know that. I, that in that moment, I was like, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I I kind of was like, okay, well, there's some aspect of uh vengeance, I think that can come when people get rejected. Um. Mm-hmm. And so I was a little nervous, like even when they were like, they were obviously all not wanting to tell her about the Hermes Society yeah. mm-hmm. uh, until she like found out. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was just kind of like, no, don't tell this bitch. Like, don't. <laughs> that's that's, not, what's, that's, that's don't a it. not a good idea. Not a good idea. So it obviously wasn't sh- shocking when she snitches. Yeah. But it was disappointing wasn't surprised just disappointed pretty much
1: i and i appreciated rf kuang's um chapter on victoire and how yeah. she talked about she was like they think i don't understand what it's like to be in oxford and be like a marginalized person at, at oxford like i'm a woman of course i understand it's hard being a you woman mean letty parent. Oh, this is Letty. Yeah. 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 This is Letty. This is Letty's chapter. Sorry. My bad. Mm-hmm. And Letty was like, I'm a woman. Yeah. Like, I, it's the same thing as what they go through. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I just, that chapter was so well written because, like, I, that shit is what so many white women say. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: To victimize themselves.
1: And to be like, yeah, victimize themselves. Like, bring the attention back onto them. Mm-hmm. And, oh god yeah yeah that was i just thought that was like hard to listen to but like damn
0: that was good yeah it was very much like showing her true colors even though we already had her we watched her kill Rami the chapter before right and we watched her sell out her friends because she thought you know she thought oh at least i'll be saving them if they're all in prison like Mm -hmm. (laughs) they won't be dead Yeah. yeah um and it, it was just very telling to her character, but also like to the character of white people on the bigger picture, right? Like uh that they want to save themselves first and, and foremost. Yeah. Uh and usually at the detriment of people of color. Can you stop sitting on my keyboard, sir? I have pulled him towards me like ten times in the last five seconds. Mm. Uh <laughs> ah, please. Anyways, yeah, yeah, give us, give us. Um, so okay.
1: I think okay. So this is, I think in general, this was just a very well timed book talking about you know the, I guess just the issues with higher education, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, For sure. I think this has been like a topic of discussion on the internet, especially. Over the mm-hmm. last few years, like, with the pandemic and everything like that. And yeah. so I think this was just so well-timed and really got into the – how universities themselves uphold these systems of oppression and mm-hmm. work with other institutions to oppress, like, worldwide. And, oh, my God, just, like, the so many of the things that I tabbed and, like, yeah. were about – just generally the the concept of translation and how much power you get through what is translated and the words that you can mm-hmm. choose to replace other words and, like, how much knowledge is translated through a white person's eyes mm-hmm. and yeah. experience and how, like, that can change everything and control who has access to what and who learns what and just who is accredited for
0: what. Yeah. It's, like oh my god oh it was just so good it's so good absolutely and i was just um i was concerned about professor lovell lovell Mm -hmm. from the beginning obviously because just a bad man yeah, and when we when we start to realize that oh, Robin is his son,
1: mm-hmm. then you
0: start to realize this is like worse than I, than I was originally thinking. Yes. because he has a genuine hatred towards for yeah Chinese people and uh, yeah. people of color in general. But yes, so I'm I'm it made me even more curious as to what the fuck is going on here. Yeah, like, because he's he's, uh, he's deliberately, like, making children mm-hmm. in order to let them be raised for X amount of years learning Cantonese mm-hmm. as a primary language. And then uh, plucking them away so they can serve a purpose in Babel. Yes, and the British him. Empire as a whole. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, to have such a hatred for a group of people and then, like, choose to, y- like, like it's the 1800s, right? Like, the, he's yeah. got it. There's only one way to make a baby, basically. Then. Oh yeah, yeah. So it, it it's very, and then the reveal that he has a family and kids. Yeah. Elsewhere was very oh. like, what a sick fuck. First of all, he was sick. He was yeah. a sick fuck for what he was doing, anyways. But then like. I, I I thought it was a curious thing that we only got to see like his wife and kids in that one scene after he's dead.
1: Yeah, and how? Oh my! The mm-hmm. son
0: was, was like, "Papa, ooh, yeah." yeah like, Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Indeed. I'm. Um. You know what? I, I love reading books when they come out and there's a lot of hype around them. I'm so angry that they're is not any, um, like, fan art that I – I looked so hard. (gasps) I was like, I want to see what everybody looks like. Nothing. So what's interesting is I think I crave
1: fan art when there's romance. Oh, really? Yes. So, like, I wasn't – I didn't even go to check for fan art.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I was just like,
1: I want to see, like, Remy. I
0: want to <laughs> see I'm everybody. Sure,
1: I know. I'm sure we'll get it within the next few months. Yeah. But sure. um, but even then, like, I feel like there obviously was fan art for Poppy War. Yeah. But not as much as other ones. Like, mm-hmm. when there's romance involved, that's when people want fan art because they want smutty fan art. They want to have images of people for, like, the images in their heads.
0: Yeah. Of things happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause I've like it, I also it, oh you know what um this is random I was just thinking about like the notes I was writing uh there along the lines of parallels to like the poppy war when Robin and everybody were that when they were all studying for that like um set of exams and then they have to do their own silver with a match that's never been done uh huh. Uh the way that Robin was describing his like studying reminded me of book one of Poppy War when, yep, when studying for in the-, the exam thing. Yeah. And she's like, I feel sick to my stomach and I'm causing myself pain and like things like this. I was just like, Oh, that reminds me of that. Yeah. Um which I, I kind of felt like was a cute little nod to so that. There were a lot yeah.
1: of little ones, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed this. And maybe I enjoyed it extra because I knew kind of what to expect from Quang's writing from reading yeah. Poppy War. But I was like, I went in with High Hopes and they were met. Like that was my, yeah. dream, you know, like yeah. I was like, I am anticipating this to be one of the best books that I've read this year. And it was, so I'm- I agree. She's like very consistent, I would say. <laughs> I agree. I think
1: the my one thing was like, I- I came to just love all of the characters in Poppy War so much. Yeah. But I think it was just because the amount of time and the amount yeah. of mm-hmm. scene, like, it was just more content with them. Yeah. And sure. so I think, and, like, I think I'm, I immediately, this is unfair to, but, like, I immediately started comparing the two.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, so I was like, oh, it's just not hitting, like, hitting quite the same way as Poppy War. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, well, no shit, because there's, like, an extra thousand page- pages <laughs> in Poppy yeah. War, like that was a much like quite literally a much bigger part of my
0: life. So right, right, right. And it was but I, I feel like I Poppy it. War leaned also more into like fantasy fantasy than that's this true. This did. So it, it definitely is a different flavor. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm just like damn dude, like she's such a good writer. Mm-hmm. Like you know when you read a book and you're like, "Oh okay, yeah, this these are words on the page. So that's fine." Um, mm-hmm. but then it's there's the this. Then there's yeah. this and you're like, "Okay, I feel like my brain is like working when I'm reading." <laughs> like, okay, I think But she, I'm enjoying it in a good way, in a good way.
1: She does such a great This is a prime example, her writing in general. Such a yeah. prime example of how you can learn about important things in history through yeah. fiction. Yep. And you do not have to read a textbook, a nonfiction book, to learn very core principles and, like, the, especially about things like this that yeah. are, like, hard to learn about and actually humanize. Like, yeah. to, mm-hmm. to humanize, to read a textbook about the, the crimes and the pain caused by colonialism is one thing. To yeah. read a fiction book about it and get to know characters who are directly affected and hurt yeah. and in pain from this at the hands of the british empire and colonialism right that is something else like that
0: teaches you something else entirely yeah and it's one of those things like we say this a lot where people who come from privilege need to read books like this book for yeah. that reason exactly that you're describing like yeah it makes it like uh easier to digest i guess because like like you said who not a lot of people are like oh you know what i'm gonna do in my free time pick up a textbook on 1820s colonialism right yeah (laughs) like like it's just not even me like i probably wouldn't um but but to pick this up and be immersed like you said and also Mm -hmm. have a deeper understanding of these concepts that maybe you didn't before Mm -hmm. um it, it, it's something that can change like the way that people see the world and history in general. And so I think this is definitely one of those books where I'm like, yep, I'm going to be wrecking this to a lot of people. Yes, absolutely. I think,
1: makes me think of too, like to have, like to actually have a character say to another, like a character that you have gotten to know, say to another character that you have gotten to know that like, there is no such thing as like a good master. With uh-huh. like when they were talking about slavery and stuff, yeah. and it's like I think I've just had so many white people be like, well, some of them were good, like back in the U.S. and stuff. <laughs> like some of them were actually nice, and it's like there's no such thing as yeah, a nice like what the fuck? Like how can yeah. you even mm-hmm. make that make sense in your brain? And then I don't know. So it's like if if a person could like read this book, and, and it's like maybe it could like not even even if it doesn't spark conscious thought about that it's like maybe it'll embed itself subconsciously and you're like mm-hmm. oh yeah no there's no such thing as a like no good master you know yeah
0: i think there was also something that was brought up in the book when they're all going to canton and who was the guy that uh robin was translating for Oh god what a. F- Fucking, I hated him. And yeah, and so he's talking all this shit on on Chinese people, right? And then Robin's standing there like, "I'm a, Chinese," jaw agape, and he's like, "I'm Chinese, dude!" Like, what? And he literally and was he like, just no, you're not. And I think that's like something that like white people feel so empowered. One sometimes to like say things to people's faces, right? But also when they think that they are amongst people who think the same way as them, yeah. you know what I mean. So in that moment, this guy whose name I can't remember was feeling mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I can say whatever the fuck I want because I'm around like-minded people because they're all white." And yep. And uh, Robin was like, "I'm not, but okay." And he, I'm from he, here. <laughs> he never even
1: believed him because yeah, his because what Robin. Appeared to be how he acted, everything like that mm-hmm. did not align with what this man had assumed all people in the region acted.
0: Yeah, he was and born like- and bred to be a little British boy, but uh-huh. he was from Canton. And he so you was know- like, No, you're not one of them, because
1: this is what I believe one of them what like constitutes and you don't fit that so which
0: also like I felt like I, I was reminded of that scene later towards the end when Letty was like walking up to Babel with the the white flag trying to get everybody mm-hmm. to surrender and um I don't remember if Robin said it or if how do you say your name Victoire Victoire yeah Victoire or if Victoire said like we can go back to our homeland or that's our, oh, these are our homelands or something like that. And Letty was like, they don't have to be. Yeah. Like, what, bitch? No. <laughs> what are you saying? Man. Like, it's,
1: she just never got it. Even though they tried to explain it to her, she just could not get out of her own upbringing and her own yeah. view of things.
0: Which I think is a, a direct, like, reference to real life. Like, it, it, oh, 100%. It, that was so There is something that, like, some white people will just never understand like it's just like something that because of it's it's something that goes against everything they know you know so coming from
1: a white person me i'm gonna say like there's obviously things i'm never going to understand yeah and and that's that's when you it's the truth and it's like and that's when you shut the fuck up and you let someone (laughs) else talk
0: yeah that's it (laughs) and unfortunately other white people don't understand (laughs) that concept of shutting the fuck up um (laughs) but but yeah i was just uh i was very much like obviously this is a you know secret society low fantasy set in the 1820s vibe right but it was all stuff that fucking happens or like conversations that people would even have now you know what i mean
1: um, when which, I wonder yeah. when she was writing this because it's I also I, I just had a weird analogy of like how the so obviously how the British Empire like hoarded silver mm-hmm. and stuff but then also in the last couple of years with the making of vaccines and how
0: mm. these
1: like uh, like the US and like other yeah. European countries and stuff Made these vaccines. Yeah, they made these vaccines and hoarded them, and yeah. then what? And then it's like the shit keeps getting bad and worse and bad for everybody in the world because they're not willing to share knowledge or resources or expertise, yeah. or like even. Because they're constantly sh- taking shit from the people who are fully capable of doing it themselves, but they're getting robbed fucking blind, so they yeah. don't have the resources to actually. So yeah, it's just I just had a little like oh medically it also
0: yeah I think translates. also you could you could you could compare that too to when they when um <clears throat> Robin and them are all holding Babel you know and mm-hmm. all of the infrastructure of. The cities around them that are that rely on their silver workings uh, start to crumble, and it's like, well, the people who were affected the most by that were people of color and the poor. Yep. Uh, and even though they were trying, uh, like, they were trying to get at, like, well, that's Parliament's fault. Be- it doesn't matter. Like the, right. the people dying at the end of the day. Yeah, the people dying yeah. were the people who they were trying to. Yes. Uh, Ultimately, save. You're yeah, right. Right. so i feel like that's along the same lines with the vaccine rollout as well like
1: oh and i think that goes along too with just like the idea of like protest and trying to create social change and it comes from like it's going to hurt the people at the bottom and like Mm -hmm. because the people at the top are so cushioned and protected it's like you have to claw your way from the bottom yeah up to the top like but it's like is there a way around that
0: that reminds like, me of that, like, video. I don't, God, I can't even remember what these people were protesting or what protest this was. But people were protesting outside of, like, a courthouse for something. Mm-hmm. And there were, like, these, like, the white guys from within the court were standing up on this balcony and, like, watching everybody protesting below them. Yeah, Like, fuck. not at all affected. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, they were laughing at it while, yeah. yeah. I, like, it, it reminds me, too, of, like, the talk of, like, the idea of, like, creating change And how it's like, okay, like everything that happened was like, okay, like George Floyd, Black Lives Matter and all of that. And the people who at the time were able to go and protest every day Mm -hmm. because they weren't going to work because of COVID. But then it's like, as soon as you're going back to work, it's like, of course, I want to create social change. But I like the I'm dependent on my salary and the work that I go to every day yeah mm-hmm. to do that and i remember when we were trying after like roe v wade they were trying to create um like a women's like protest i guess where it's like you do mm-hmm. not buy anything for five days yeah. or you do not go to work and so mm-hmm. many people were like that comes from that's a place of very privilege. yeah that's <laughs> a very privileged yeah. approach to protest like yeah if i do that i'm
0: sacrificing myself yeah and if I don't come into work because we're all pro like women are I'll lose my job yeah exactly and then then where does that put us it sets us back um yeah I I think that like there is a privilege that comes with being able to protest in that way also you know like which is which is so twisted because the people who you know would benefit most from protests like this are the people who can't necessarily protest because they don't have that kind of privilege to you know oh you know i can get arrested and i'll be fine right like not everybody has that i have you know when the black lives matter um protests were occurring in the summer of 2020 i have a Mm -hmm. lot of immigrant friends who could not go and then like yeah. being asked by your white friends like oh we're going to the protest what are you putting on your signs like yeah it comes like, from it's such a, a place ac- of yeah. pri- like it's a fun little game for you yeah. like to to feel like you're a part of this history movement and I understand and I'm uh, like it's appreciated that you want to be that's not the point right the point is like it comes from a place of privilege to be able to do that and not be worried about your livelihood so sorry i disconnected oh, yeah. for some reason oh you're good i was ha- i was uh, on a good little tirade it's all good okay good cool <laughs> Love <that>. but
1: anyways <laughs> i think this would be a good time i i don't know about you i've been oh, watching
0: <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> let's have a break um okay. before we move on to discuss the rest of babel let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode Okay, let's continue the conversation. Okay, Okay, go. <laughs> I just wanted to
1: say, last three weeks, I have mm-hmm. just been watching videos of the women in Iran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, ugh, like, today, I, ju- I think I watched, like, videos for, like, two hours straight. Oof. And, like, just watching that movement happening right now, mm-hmm. too. And they are getting beaten to death in the streets. Yep trying to protest so it's like you're also like you're quite literally risking your life for your mm-hmm. own right like to protest for your own rights it's like do you shut up and like stay in your house and just try to survive yeah. no matter what or are you out on the street l- quite like risking there's some women who like 20 bullets in their body yeah I found saw them. that mm-hmm. yeah. and someone like her body was just dumped at her family's house and mm-hmm. just, like, fuck. So, I don't know. I just, I feel like talking about protests and everything that's happened in the last couple of years had to mention what's happening right now yeah, in Iran. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, I, and I think, like, this also is one of those moments where we're not seeing as many white people stepping forward to talk about this. It's mm-hmm. it's very interesting. I, I, I should say, like, American white people here because it's very yeah. interesting when things are occurring somewhere else, how easily they're swept under the rug. Did um, I
1: tell you when I was walking around in Berlin, I got to be in a yeah. march for a little mm-hmm. bit? Yeah, that yeah. was... That was... Uh, Intense? Jarring,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: but I'm really glad I stumbled across it. Yeah.
0: So, I th- I think that the- this conversation is something that R.F. Kuang was probably thinking could come up from reading this book. This is a book that is supposed to bring up. Um, make you talk about things. Yeah, make you think, make you talk about things. This is not one of those, like, obviously, like, I love a good kick my feet and yeah. squeal kind of book, right? But yeah. this is one of those books where I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm I'm actively... Making myself think about all of these things and seeing the repercussions directly from, you know, a- bigger actions that people, mm-hmm. you know, it was definitely.
1: I was intense. I, it, it was so intense, and it was just like, I don't know. There were so many things, like, oh, I don't know. I I had a thought in my brain. <laughs> I promise I did. It's, it's okay. so hard doing these at, like, night for me after I've had school and <laughs> a full day. Yeah. Um,
0: what the it, fuck was I about to say?
1: It reminds Whatever. me of
0: when we were recording after both, like, when we were trying to get both. all of our, all of our backlog in. Oh, God. I just knocked over my mic. All of our backlog in before you left. <laughs> yeah. we'd <laughs> be, it'd be, like, right after work and our brains are, like, uh. Uh. <laughs> So book, yes, read. Uh, book, book, words, cool. Um mm-hmm. yeah. Did you uh did you have lines and stuff? Oh yeah, I had lines. I had so many lines. So I didn't even go many. through with the color for like what I wanted to specifically about. know. I, I have did you did you use like different stickies? No, I never do. Yeah, just at a desk. I like had uh plot and what I like which is usually what I do and then I was like oh I feel like maybe I need to throw in one for like colonialism and racism and the effects of that
1: oh I have one. one oh th- okay so this was when in Rami's chapter Rami's chapter mm-hmm. he did not know that impressing a white man could be just as dangerous as provoking one mm-hmm that yeah. one was like oh and then also after they told Letty about everything mm-hmm And Robin was like, something feels weird, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And then it ended with, oh, I realized it was because in that moment, we were the ones
0: comforting her.
1: Yeah, which is,
0: like, classic white people. Yes. Becoming the victim in something they weren't the victim in.
1: Yeah. Oh, and then I just wrote, like, a thought at the end. These are my, like, when I just, when I didn't have the physical copy and I was just listening to it, and these were the things I wrote down. Mm -hmm. But then... I also wrote like you know how it's going to end the entire time but you hope yeah. she's going to somehow rewrite history. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. Cuz the whole point of the book is like this is like how fucked up everything is and so it wouldn't fit if the ending wasn't like that fucked up. too. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And I I love R.F. Kuang for for keeping it real. But also pain.
1: Yeah. Oh, this was the, yeah, they laughed when the lights went dark, and they laughed when the bridge fell down. Those men want the city destroyed. They think it's grown too big and unwieldy already, that it's dark, squalid slums are overriding all its civilized boroughs, and you know it's the poor who will suffer the most.
0: Yeah. I loved, um, in addition to all the, like, deep, like, political and social and racial aspects of the book i did love like i love linguistics
1: yeah i love
0: i I was like i was like screaming internally for the most of the book when they were doing all of the like every time rf Kwong like is comparing the two two different words like in a match for the silvers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was just like this is the most beautiful thing i've ever read like every time she was like explaining their connection that Because it wasn't quite the perfect translation. It was like, this means more like this than that, you know? I was just like, oh, my God. How do you think of these things? <laughs> how are you so smart? Literally. And I think, like, um I don't know which professor said this. But one of them said, um, after all, we're here to make the unknown known, to make the other familiar. We're here to make magic with words. And I was like, what a concept to be thinking, like, thinking this of yourself when you're when you're studying and you're in Babel and things like this you know so it was it was kind of like a, I understand why they felt this kind of like addiction their little cohort this addiction to like what they were doing and like yeah. the the actual magic that they were working with and I was like damn. damn how do you give that up for the the Hermes Society and how do you like that and I think that's what Letty mostly could not understand. like how can you give all of this up when it's so amazing?
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I have I have another one. Okay. This was at the end. So this is when everything's falling apart. Um, when he's trying he's trying to talk to Victoire about yeah. like what he has decided. And, oh, she, mm-hmm. and he's like, I want to believe in the future we're fighting for, but it's not there. It's just not there. And I can't t- take things day by day when I'm too horrified mm-hmm. by the thought of tomorrow. I'm underwater and I've been underwater for so long. And I wanted a way out, but couldn't find one that didn't feel like some some great abdication of responsibility. But this mm-hmm. is my way out. Ooh! Oh, my God. And then the countdown. Oh, the
0: countdown got me. I was doing the countdown. Yeah,
1: i Rammy smiling, Rammy reaching. Fuck <laughs> <clears throat> screaming. And then 535 this one this is like right ne- right before the epilogue. Um yeah. that's what tran- that's just what translation is I think. That's all speaking is, listening to the other and trying to see past your own biases to glimpse what they're trying to say. Showing yourself mm-hmm. to the world and hoping someone else understands.
0: Yes. I marked that on the audible version because I was at the gym yeah. when that happened. And I was like, oh, I got to go mark that in the book. Yep. Um, I like <laughs> the the slights against um the English throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Like, Same. Uh, and Robin found it incredible how this country whose citizens prided themselves so much on being better than the rest of the world could not make it through an afternoon tea without borrowed goods. Ooh they were and, and then there was another comment like early on about how like um for a country that steals spices from everywhere their food was awfully bland. Yes oh my god that was funny <laughs> I loved the little slights.
1: Oh I loved the um his relationship with the house what was her name?
0: Oh yeah Miss Piper, something like that. Yeah. Yes. That was cute. And when he was like I know this is the last time that I will ever I'm see gonna her see her. Yeah. Crying, screaming growing up this book was just so good it was just it truly i think she knows how to write a masterpiece yeah. like never really misses does. never misses oh 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 no and then um the scene like i was saying earlier when they're at that dance and Rami says no to dancing with letty oh wait and, what does he say to that and example? robin says so why and Remy goes don't you know why their (gasps) eyes met Robin felt a prickle at the back of his neck the space between them felt very charged like the moment between lightning and thunder and Robin had no idea what was going on or what would happen next only that it all felt very strange and terrifying like teetering (gasps) over the edge of a windy roaring cliff and then there was something something happened uh 244 at the bottom okay thank you and then like something happens like there's trouble over there and then they all have to like move around but it and it's like this this tension gets dissipated like in the moment. Ah uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> I hate her. Uh do you follow uh, I follow on Twitter I follow this um this person has a Rin and Neja bot. You send it to me. I send it to you all the time because I'm like the pining in that book was just so like we were so stuck phenomenal on the bot when we were reading that I think I missed some of the pining. I am uh. so too because like I'm very much like am I creating
1: something in my head that's not yeah, actually yeah. there <laughs> and <laughs> um <laughs> stop <laughs> so I think with that one I was also like I think there's something there but I don't yeah, know so me. I'm gonna there, there's so much else to focus on so I'm just gonna focus on that because I'm just gonna create yeah. pain for myself
0: if nothing if, happens
1: yeah and I'm gonna go to yeah. Twitter I'm like please tell me someone else saw this too and i'm gonna be the only one (laughs) like oh fuck okay
0: yeah yes i feel like you could literally flip to any page in this book and there's a good line on it i agree Cause usually we, we try to stick to like three, but this is like, it's crazy. Like it's just so, it's, a, and there were good things for different reasons. That's the thing too. It's not yeah. just like, oh, this was a beautifully, you know, written sentence. It was like, no, like, there was no, so like many this different. was funny or this was like so meaningful or this had like a double meaning to it. And yeah. It was just so wonderful and heartbreaking and painful. And I feel like I have like a book hangover <laughs> and it's only yeah. 11 a.m., <laughs> oh oh no it seemed impossible that Rami could just leave this world so abruptly that he could be so alive one moment and so still the next it seemed to defy the laws of physics that Ramiz Rafi Mirza could be silenced by something as so tiny as a bullet (laughs) my comment my writing on that page is fuck (laughs) yeah (laughs) just god damn it I think uh, I had seen somebody post that quote on TikTok or on, like, Twitter or something. So when I was reading it, I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 my brain has seen this before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, so,
1: do you think she wasn't the one who Griffin accidentally killed?
0: Yeah, Evie or whatever.
1: Uh-huh. Was that also Professor Lovell's child? Oh. I don't, I don't know. Think so. Just he kept the bar, like he like the way he kind of that like That's killed a her. Good like point. Like there was like a, he had a weird like love for her.
0: How many kids did he have with his? He probably wife? had uh, two. Are we sure? I know there were two at the end, but I remember oh. at the beginning it said like oh. He has a wife and X amount of kids. What if he had more and he just had, like, an older daughter, like, a true-born daughter who was, like, I don't know. I don't know. Unclear. I feel like R.F. Kwong could um, snatch the bag again if she were to write, like, a prequel Uh discussing, like... Evie and Griffin, Griffin, and all of the people who were kind of faked and who their deaths the deaths one- faked and things like this.
1: Yes, and who was the one who were when Griffin and him like they ended up killing each other? Oh, yeah, Stevens, because or something like that, yeah, because that's when like even Robin was like, There's a story here, yeah, there was yeah. something here. This that is I- not the first
0: time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. So she could always write that story, she could, and I would eat that biased. shit up yeah i would eat that shit up for sure for sure 100 there was just so much when were griffin died i was like oh, oh.
1: by what yeah for- when
0: um victor
1: and rami were like were a part of Hermes too i yeah i
0: was a little shocked i was like oh yeah. i did not because i kind of thought by the way that um it, it, i i think maybe even i kind of thought the way letty felt a little bit like they they Vitoire being a woman, like risks so much to be there, you know, mm-hmm. and Rami was like constantly being berated by people in the university and stuff like that. so I was kind of, I was kind of like, oh my God, they're putting themselves directly in this like
1: line of dangerous
0: position- yeah, line of fire literally, and uh it made me nervous, but i but I also you know understand like why like, yeah it was it was the fight for the greater good. it just like on the outside. I, th- I think also part of me was biased by what Robin felt, like, He him saying, I was trying to protect you, that's why I didn't say anything about this. Yeah. And they were like, but we wanted to know.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Rami was like, you know me, you know everything I've yeah. been through here, you know that this is what I've needed to feel like I could actually, like, be here.
0: Yeah. Pain. My last line... Uh, is actually the pain the the pain (laughs) true Uh, the page after that quote where uh, Robin is saying I'm underwater blah 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 Um, Mm -hmm. and it's Vitois saying we have to die to get their pity we have to die for them to find us noble our deaths are thus great acts of rebellion a wretched lament that highlights their inhumanity our deaths become their battle cry but I don't want to die Robin and I think that's easily translated over to any uh, race issue yeah. in the modern day yeah yeah, yeah. nobody listens <gasps> until someone dies and even then <clears throat> bro. and with that shall yeah. we rate
1: <laughs> i think it'd just, be criminal it's just, yeah to it's, just, it's rate clearly a and
0: five <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. five stars five stars easy enough no math involved I think that uh, I truly would read anything that this woman writes she'll be an instant buy for yeah. me I love when this happens I love when somebody can follow up such something so good successful produced, yeah. yeah with something equally as good <laughs> like, I think mm-hmm. it's just so impressive I think it's uh, makes me happy yeah um, even though it was painful to read so <laughs> Uh, any further remarks I don't
1: I don't think I felt like it's interesting I think she does a good like when she writes people's deaths yeah like I think it's like very much models the way death is not that I know much about what death is in real life mm-hmm. but like it's so instant like one like quite literally one second they're alive and the next they're gone yeah. and she writes that very well like there's no like she doesn't write people i mean griffin's was kind of dragged out but everyone else it was so instantaneous yeah and like in that and she's really good at writing that the shock that comes yeah. afterward uh-huh. at that like i'm just thinking about when when Rami died and then when robin accidentally kind of not accidentally killed professor level
0: yeah and he's like no 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 there's no way no, I take it back. Wait, what? I didn't that wasn't my intention. Like Yeah, what? like so quick and instantaneous and which is yeah. often how how death is. There's not always a dragged on moment. You don't have a moment to tell me your final words, vibes, and stuff yeah. like that, you know. It yeah. was very like cut and dry, but also very uh the way it needed to be, I think, for those who had quick deaths mm-hmm so why the
1: fuck cecilia just texted me
0: random she's so random
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh i think she's gonna <clears> tell <throat> me she's quitting the job okay oh shit yeah she's been wanting to quit for over a year now
0: you know what good for her oh, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, she should uh. okay i think that's where we're gonna leave it for this episode before we part we would just like to thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode i encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on if applicable if you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode feel free to join our hardcover host discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhostpod at gmail.com feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well as always i am sam dixon i'm Sammy Scorstad. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hoes. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is The Daughter of Smoke and Bone Trilogy by Lonnie Taylor. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading.